Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Off the Rack, issue number... Oh, I hope we get the right number on this. Is this four or five? Uh, we'll say five. Right. It's, it's issue five. Uh, we are here to talk a few new books. I am Dan Villalobos. John Hudson. Joshua Potter. Alex Wills. And uh, Russell, uh, if you listen to the uh, Avengers Part 2 pod uh, before you listen to this one... Uh, or you didn't yet. Uh, Russell is not with us uh, for a couple weeks because he's working on some fun stuff, and hopefully he'll have, you know, good news for all of us, uh, mostly him. <laughs> but we all, we're all hope uh, Russell gets uh, Russell. Uh, he's going to come back, basically. Sorry, rambling on a little bit there. Uh, so, comic book news. There, uh, we'll start that off really quick. It's not. I don't think it's really that much. I had one thing. I don't know if this is news per se, but uh, there was just a. Uh, Dan Slott said on Twitter that... I don't know if you guys have been reading Marvel, but if you notice in Marvel, there's been a lot of like white pages in between that say like when two powerful forces, something like come together. I can't remember the exact quote. But it's been like... It's basically been teasing what's going to be happening with the X-Men. But they didn't say what it is until all of a sudden now these white pages just say Hickman. And... That's Jonathan Hickman, who was that amazing run on Fantastic Four. You sure it's not like Hickman, like that's the new superhero coming out? Like, <laughs> that Hickman! Would be, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, right, but comes out of the, the plan, you no, know, no. ripped off sleeves. The, uh, <laughs> no, no, the great, the great uh, Spider-Man writer uh, and Fantastic Four writer now, Dan Slott. I uh, love Dan Slott I love Dan Slott, so Slott too. Much. Met him once, he was a really nice dude. Uh, he uh, he uh, said that he's been in the room with Hickman... Uh, about what he's bringing to the X-Men and he said pre-order your uh, copies of I think it's Power of the X and well, Power of X and House of X like now or it might be House of M but it's definitely uh, uh, Power of X so those are the two books that are going to start off the new X-Men stuff in like fall I think but this is going to be really excited just because I loved his Hickman's run on Fantastic Four and as we all know Disney decided to for a while there to put the shittiest writers the people just didn't give a fuck about the X-Men on X-Men books for a while because Disney was sabotaging and they canceled Fantastic Four straight out yeah. they were basically sabotaging the uh, Fox and, and their movies but I hate them I, <laughs> I hated it it got me out of comics for the longest time it's it's very upsetting but now that Disney's got them back at the house of mouse they're they're you know bringing out the big guns and Hickman on X-Men to me that's big news like I'm very very excited very very excited uh, I don't know if you guys, any of you guys are reading X-Men right now, which it's pretty good. Like, Uncanny is really good. The Age of X-Men, eh. It's, it's, it's okay, but it's, it's no House of M. Yeah, I haven't checked any of that stuff out yet. The, the, the most recent thing I read from them that would have any mutant in it is um, Savage Avengers, which came out with Conan over here. Uh, because I, I guess yeah, Wolverine and Savage so Avengers. Good. Yeah, it's sense. it's a wild team. It's got Venom, Conan, Wolverine, yeah. Electra. Yeah. Ghost Rider isn't Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Nope, yeah, no, no, he's uh, not Punish, in there. Punisher, no. Punisher yeah. will be in. Yeah, Punisher. No, Punisher's there. Punisher. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's and the, oh, I could go into a whole podcast about that, but it's weird. They're 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 cultivating the world's best warriors. So what they've done is they killed one of Wolverine's friends, and now Wolverine came in looking for him, and they gun him down. And then there, you see him at the very end, dragging through three coffins. Buy this big bowl of human soup, essentially, they're making. And they're yeah. like, where are you going to put those guys? Oh, don't worry. The warrior who's coming for these, he'll be here soon. And then you see the Punisher standing in the cemetery, yeah. and his family's graves have been dug up, and they're oh, gone. Shit. And so it's just yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah, but Frank Castle's about to you, go ape shit. It's the thing is, like, there's only one thing you could possibly piss off Frank Castle more is turning his family into zombies. Right. Like, that would just fucking, like, if I have to kill my fucking family after watching them die, 
You mother. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway. You uh, burn. But so who's writing that right now? Is it? Is it Jason it's Jerry. Aaron? Jerry Dugan. Jerry, Jerry Dugan. Dugan. Yeah. Is doing Savage Avengers. Yeah. So which is why he's Savage Sword of Conan is one of the is Jerry Dugan. Yeah, yeah. He's also which is very good. It doesn't. No. It doesn't really lead into Savage Avengers. Which is one of one of those though. Maybe it's the main series. No, not even that one. I don't think does. I think it's No Road Home, isn't it? For what? Yeah. Yeah. Road Home is in there. Yeah. But I swear they were they were teasing it in the in the main book. Well, let's hold on. The big hullabaloo right now, and and it kind of leads into our first book here, is the fact that Conan is now actually part of the main Marvel continuity, and he's actually hanging out with the Avengers in modern Marvel age. Yes. Uh, But he's also continuing to have his own solo adventures in the Hiberian age, which he originally stems from. So, basically, I guess to to break it down, Savage Avengers, he's hanging out with, you know, Cap and Wolverine and all these fucks, and then in Savage Conan, he's still doing his own sword and sorcery Game of Thrones style uh, adventures. And there's a third Conan book going out there, uh, the... What's his, his woman's name? Belit? They say uh, uh, b- is it Belit? Belut or Belut? something? No, it's not Belut. Belut, Belut maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's maybe. a spinoff, but I haven't read that one. I, I haven't read that it's one. It's not either. that great. Honestly. Yeah, but well, they're leaning heavy into it. I think because we're all in Game of Thrones hysteria right now because we've had eighteen months of pressure cooker on the whole sword and sorcery genre. Yeah. So they're just choosing now to spring all these Conan books. Which, granted, they've got a, a which. A definite run, but could they be paving the way for another Conan movie? Like, I mean, Arnold's been teasing like the King Conan movie. Like, it, he says it's Watch still happening. Watch me get pumped up for the new Conan Which, movie. I I would not Conan. mind. I would not mind there uh, being a movie where he's old Conan, <laughs> Conan the octogenarian. Yeah, <laughs> like, but not not where he's the main focus though. Oh, he needs to definitely be a side part. Like he needs yeah. to be the mythic that comes like, out the of the shadows. The way he, what, the character, way his character, like, was his name, Calidor in Calidor uh, or whatever in uh, Red Sonia. Ah, uh, maybe. Oh, like, the, for the longest yeah. time when I was a kid, I thought that was the third Conan movie, and I, and then I watched it as an adult, and I was like, holy crap, his name's not Conan. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, not as an adult, but as like a teenager. Right. I, I realized, oh wow, I was wrong that entire time. But well, but they were definitely alluding to it, even yeah. though they couldn't do it. I mean, best yeah. best entrance Arnold's ever had. He just w- walks up to Red Sonia. Your sister's dead. Come with me. <laughs> That's all he says. <laughs> all right. No okay. emotion whatsoever. Your sister is dead. Come with me. Uh, anyway, um, so back to let's yeah let's dive into the the, the new book that Potter uh, nominated last week. It was a uh, so two of two it was two. Te- technically a cop out, but because <laughs> because why would you say cop out? I don't think it's fair. Well, it's not it's not a cop out per se. It's because I couldn't choose which Conan book I like more. Uh, I mean, Jason Aaron is fantastic on Conan the Barbarian. Who's, draw, who's drawing Conan the Barbarian? Uh, that is Mahmoud Asar. He's drawing Conan the Barbarian. Let me see, let me see. Uh, he does. He he write, reminds me of like uh, Oliver Copiello almost the way he yeah. does his, his work, which was really impressed me when yeah. I read it the first time. So so in in this in this series in, in the Jason Aaron this Conan book, um, mm-hmm. you've got Conan uh, basically kind of recounting his life. He's he's Fuck King yeah. Conan now. Oh, he's sick. he's older. Right um, you know, he's he's kind of yes. because he's a king. He doesn't get to go go adventuring as much anymore. So he's kind of like, ah, this is this is lame. I want to get back into things. Um, so he uh, he you just start getting pieces of his past and what led him up to this King Conan stage, essentially. Yeah, and you you get the story about the Red Witch. So there's this Red Witch in here and her. Her kids, followers, whatever creepy demon spawn, yeah. are all throughout this book. And by the end of the first one, they've captured Conan and are bringing him to sacrifice, use his blood to, to reanimate their dead witchy mom. Let me, it's, let, it's pretty crazy. Let me ask you, you two, because you guys are both Marvel 
aficionados. Yeah. How long has Marvel owned Conan? Like, how long have they been the Barbarian books? Okay, but 80s they just fucking they 80s, just yeah. got the distribution rights back, oh, which is just why they lost them. Yeah, that's okay. why. That's why they've pumped Conan into into the world again so much is because they just got the rights back. Yeah, cause where did the rights go? Because was it did it have to do with the movie coming out then? Because the, there's a no, solid 250 issues that Marvel put out and then yeah, it just like fit old, the shan. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I was going to say what, what was interesting about Conan the, the Barbarian by Jason Aaron it definitely had shades of did you guys ever see that Beowulf movie that came out by Robert Zemeckis? Um, a couple years ago, oh, it was like yeah. all three D. Yeah. yeah, all digital. Wait, which one? Yeah, it's the it Beowulf. Was, Beowulf. Like, hell yeah, I own it. I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that. Right, movie. Angelina Jolie was the freaking monster. Yeah. This fucking Crispin Glover is fucking oh uh, Grendel. Grendel. <laughs> hell yeah, love that movie. The Sorry, way no. the way they flip through time in, in this Jason Aaron Conan book was very similar to that for me. Like watching that kind yes. of progression of story because you have young Conan, then you have the old weary king, and then. Just the, the kind of the juxtaposition of them and their two different shades of life played really well off each other. Also, there was a lot of, I, again, I felt a little bit of Jason Aaron Thor coming in because he kind of did a similar trope when he 100%. took him under the under his belt, yeah. where he came out and was like, "There's three Thors: Thor's the past, Thor of the present, and future Thor, who has one arm and one eye and no patience." So <laughs> yeah. it's just and, like and a bunch of grand grandkids. Yeah, like, he had a bunch of hot ass uh, yeah, granddaughters oh, or something no, like that. Hot granddaughters. Or so like, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm assuming he's a very gorgeous man. I don't. <laughs> well, who, yeah, but it wasn't Jane Foster's kids because she mentioned in that book. She mentioned there's a book recently. She mentioned that she's a thank you for my time with my husband or something like that. Like, cause she lived uh, a really long time. Yeah, but uh, I think it was maybe Valkyrie Brunhilde in that series. I'm not sure who who did he shack up with in, in Jason Aaron's run. Uh, I haven't I haven't read a lot of Jason Aaron's. I just read. <coughs> Josh gave me the first eleven issues, I think, uh, or the. The one through eleven, I think, is what they're up to right now, right? Wait, are we talking Thor? I'm just yeah, trying to talk about Jason Aaron. Well, yeah, no. So you're talking who Thor shacked up with? Yeah, to make it's, his uh, like he had like a, a team of goddaughters or granddaughters right. at the very end. Like who was it? I don't remember who he, but he was wasn't he hanging out with Hulk, uh, uh, She Hulk? Oh, that would be awesome. Would have been her because they weren't green though. That's the only thing. <laughs> yes, well, no, it wasn't I green. Do. But there, there's a moment in uh, in one of the. Which one is it? I think it's I think it's in Aaron's run of She's, four where you get this little scene and um, and it's it's an agent who is what book is that in? Maybe it is Thor. I have to I have to look again because right. um, basically she used to be an agent of Shield. Now she's an agent of Wakanda. Right. And uh, she walks past um, She Hulk's room or whatever because she's oh yeah it is Thor. Because she's trying to figure out how to take down a frost giant, and so she's trying to get in touch with Thor, and Thor walks into She-Hulk's room, and it's heavily implied that the two of them are about to about to do a thing. Do, right. do, do a whole nasty. thing. Right? Yeah. Dude, well, now, I'm not saying that's what that's what makes his kids, but... That's, that's gotcha. my favorite... My two favorite babes in comic book is uh, She-Hulk and Caitlin Fairchild. So I like the Amazonian types. But, I'm, uh, I'm all about the X-Women. Just literally just give me all of them. All of them? Yeah. <laughs> all of them. There's so many redheads there out there. <laughs> they got redheads, they got purple heads, they yeah, got green heads, they got bra- <laughs> like, they got them all, man. <laughs> Yeah, they got high Asian girls. They got Jubilee. Yeah, they got they got them all. Like literally, and if you want to go for an epitome of strong women in comics, oh my god, get down and kneel before these fucking bodacious women. Just like for like Storm, Rogue, Jean Grey, I can Psylocke, I can name them all day long. And they're all leaders. All of them. Yes, they've all led the X Men at one point or another, except for Jubilee. I don't think she has, but Rogue has. Shadowcat. 
Shadowcat. I was about yeah. to say yeah, Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the, the, the kind of the, like Husk and 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 what's that chick who had like showed up during the Grant Morrison days and they were all depressing and she was a prostitute. I can't oh, remember her name. I don't remember. I don't remember who yeah. that is. See, that's exactly my point. So you know, her, you, maybe not her. Would, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Core ex-women. That's who I'm talking about. Back Core ex-women. Anyway, back, back to Conan. Yeah. Back to Conan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. We got I, way off topic. Because <laughs> yeah. well, the reason is, is like, I'm, I'm wondering if Jason Aaron's getting tired of the sword and sandals. Like, if he's ready to, like, uh, no, fantasy. If he's ready to, like, I, I wonder that. Out. He seemed, because... He, he hasn't done anything outside of Thor. Yes, he did. He did Avengers. He did Avengers for a little while. No, 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 he's done stuff before, but I mean, he, yeah, he's yeah, been on Thor for so long. Like he, he does. And he did Star Wars. He did Star Wars. The the reboot of Star, like yeah. the first twelve issues, I think. But here's the counter to that. I feel like this is a gentleman who does a trope very, very well, and he does a a, a brutal emotion very yeah. well in his pieces. Yeah. Because look at the characters he's been given time to really spin around and work with. Like the biggest yeah. things, like his big jump to Marvel was with Wolverine, and then you throw him into Thor, and then you throw him into freaking Conan from here. Now, granted, he's done like Avengers and a couple team pieces from X, Y, and Z, but ultimately he takes these these like tough like like machismo men male characters yeah. and tries to give them somewhat of an emotional vulnerability to to their violence. I guess you could say. Dude, um, I'm, I'm or just, women. Look at the way he did with freaking Jane Foster over there. That was pretty. Oh solid. yeah, yeah. That was, was an with awesome lady for us. Yeah, I, I have most of those She's, issues. Yeah, that was that was brilliant. Yeah, and just and uh, the, the whole epitome of that book. Spoilers. Well, I don't know why that surprised huh? me so much. By what? the way, like you know they had us, had us guessing who she was for for I think it was five five six issues straight. Yeah, and I I had no idea. I didn't. I how did I not think it was gonna be Jane Foster? Like I I was. Made so much sense. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, it was like it was the obvious choice. Maybe well, because best, best thing, best place to hide something is right in sight. Well, but she really wasn't. It's not like she's been like Lois Lane, page no, one of the Disney Planet. But she's like she's in like the far off corner of, of the Marvel universe with cancer. She happens, was Thor's so first, well, Donald Blake's first love. Yeah, because they've never done that. Like back in the day, it was Donald Blake was a regular dude. Yeah, that like Thor like possessed Shazam style. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. And that that. And they did a little joke in the first Thor where they had, uh, he was... He took the medical badge of Donald Blake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dr. So, Donald Blake. Dr. Donald, Donald Blake, yeah. Uh, anyway, I was just going to say, because I'm, I'm looking through uh, Savage Sword of Conan, and it definitely lives up to the title, because I'm literally watching Conan, and I'm, I bet you Ron Carney, the artist, and Jerry Dugan are just having a great time. Like, Conan literally rips a dude's foot off and beats another dude to death with it. Just well, the and, foot then pulls, and then pulls the fucking stake that's in the dude's foot... Out of the fucking foot, and then stabs another dude. Like this is fucking. This is this is visceral at its best. In the, in the, like this is what Conan's about. Yeah, yeah. But even in the so so okay. So let's switch here. So ultra violence. The second before we jump ahead too much. The <laughs> second book is Savage Sword of Conan. Yeah. Uh, so so Jason Aaron's doing more of the. I oh, would I say we already introduced it. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. We didn't. Uh, that's fine though. That, this it's a good segue. Uh, yeah. So Jason Aaron, I would say, is doing more of the long form story with Conan, the, the yeah. barbarian. You you still have Suti in both, who's sort of a a follower of Conan. He you know friend, aide, whatever. Um, but in Jerry Dugan's Savage Sword, you definitely get the ultra violent Conan that you're you're used to. Essentially, yeah. you know, if you if you're a fan of the Schwarzenegger movie, you're going to be a fan of Savage Sword. He even, or the Robert E. Howard books because that dude was violent and fucking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. guy had some issues. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, Schwarzenegger has even given Savage sort of Conan his thumb thumb of approval, like thumb up. Like, yeah. He he's like, yeah, this is great. This is a great comic. Oh, it's fantastic. <coughs> it's it makes me um, it, even though it looks more like the uh, 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 Jason Momoa Conan from the Forgotten 
easily forgotten 2010 Conan the Barbarian movie. That yes. movie was fucking terrible. And I love Momoa. <laughs> yeah. And that movie's fucking terrible. Uh, so, but it looks more like him. Like it's, but I guess that's what it's it, it's race, racially appropriate from where Conan's supposedly from. Yes. Right. Where well, is yeah. Conan supposedly from? Well, Crimea. Is that that's not a real? No, place, it's not. Honestly. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, <laughs> it's a mean fantasy world, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, totally. He's, but he's but from Samaria. He's he's, in, he's a northern man. Yes, yeah, Samaria. Yeah, there, yeah. But he's from yeah. he's from a place that, and, and and I don't know if they meant this, but that the the men are a little bit darker, not black, but just darker, tan, dark hair, and everything, yeah. and they're looked down upon as savages. Like it's like it's like yeah. Robert E. Howard is just like uh, uh, one of our other favorite writers, a uh, horror writer. Oh my god, I can't even name all of a sudden. Lovecraft? Yes. Very, very fucking racist. (laughs) But uh, at the same time, like, I love this because he becomes the king of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so in Savage Sword, you get um, the first... He's not a king or anything. This is the first five... What I would say is the first five issues, because I haven't read the fifth issue yet. It just came out last week. Um, And I just just got it, so I need to read it. But uh, the first five issues deal with with Conan. He he starts on a ship, and he's he's been captured. So he's in he's in the hold of a ship, and he's lipping off to the guards, and getting getting the shit beat out of him. He he basically breaks the guard's finger, pulls the bone out of it, and uses the bone to pick his lock to get himself out. I mean that is that is just great. Conan, one hundred percent Conan. I mean right there. Um, so the whole the whole five issue arc uh, that we're talking about is this about, the one he bangs the witch, witch too, or is that in the first? That's the that's the Jason Aaron. That's the Jason Aaron. Yeah. So which I so got a point about that. So this one here. this one deals with an evil sorcerer called uh, Kogathun. And that bastard. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Where do they get these names? Like it's just like lots of drugs. Well, <laughs> think, about, think about Tolkien. Uh, Tolkien. They, Tolkien. He, I know. I've been saying his name wrong my entire Tolkien, fucking life. Yeah. He researches. I mean, he's a, he was a linguist. He researched everything and combined. That makes stuff. so much fucking sense. Guarantee, mm-hmm. guarantee. These he guys loves are doing words. That kind of thing. Yeah, those yeah. books are so fucking wordy. Yeah, he made Elvish, and then that's yeah, where the books stem yeah. from. Fucking that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll just make a story I about it. that movie too. By the way, side note. But anyway, go ahead. So, so yeah, the whole the whole first five issue arc is Conan going to take down Kogathun uh, in pure Conan brutal fashion. I mean, he he has a line in. I want to say it's the second issue because uh, Suti's like, hey, you shouldn't... Uh, yeah, here it is, right here. Uh, Suti's like, I'll take my chances with you, but look around. Are you not afraid of Kogathun? Conan just looks at him and says, wizards bleed too. Like, that is that is pure Conan one-liner okay. Schwarzenegger. I can hear Schwarzenegger saying that in my head as I'm reading that, bleed that book. Too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I will make him bleed. No, no, that's enough, Arnold. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's just, fine. It's just so good. Um, he will bleed, you can kill it. Oh, you said that one already, or on another movie. It's okay. Always say it again. Audience will love it. <laughs> there's a moment in the, in the second issue, too, where Sudi's like, oh, man, you know, look at all these trees. Uh, and Conan's like, these, these are not trees. It's essentially corpses piled on top of each other with pikes and spears yeah. and stakes. Like, it's... It's just gory. It's violent. It's, it's, it's the awesome. White Walkers. <laughs> Out, and, and yeah, essentially. Have you guys like? Have you guys been like? I think it's really cool that this is there, even though I haven't been reading it. There's like a novella that's been going through each one of them. Like, yeah. But there, but you have to be getting both books to get the complete novella, right? 
Is it going uh, through the other one too? That age of whatever Belit or whatever her name was. I don't know if it's going through that. I, I don't know if Belgeet. you get. Oh, that's the friend. I thought maybe it was the same in both books. I think it's the same in both. Um, but I also skipped it like you. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like I don't cool, but I'm right right yeah. reading this comic. I don't want to read this yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe, maybe not. Um, I don't think I read it either. I was just like, words, hey. Yeah. I had all the issues since I, I borrowed the box. So I was just like, yeah, I bought a comic book. Wait, yeah. I borrowed this. I didn't even buy it. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you right now. Um, no, it is different. Actually, it's two. It's two different stories. Oh, oh okay. well, that's so, nice. Yeah, that's cute. So it's more watch, Watchmen than like Black Sails than Extortion. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Went the whole novella? You gotta buy both books, kid. <laughs> so, like, oh, fuck. Going into what we were talking about before we got into into the books themselves. Yes, Pim Conan. So, Savage, Savage Avengers. I think after issue five, Jerry Dugan is taking a break from Savage Sword because at least, at least for two issues, because the next two issues are not written by him and they're just one-off stories. Hmm. Or it's like a two-parter story because he's working on Savage Savage Avengers uh, with yeah. one of my favorite current artists, Mike Diodato. He is ah. so fucking good. What has he been drawing lately? He did. He name. did all of the most recent Infinity Wars uh, I comics. I haven't read any of those though. I got. I got to let you borrow those so you can read them. Is he doing War of the Realms? Who's doing War of the Realms? Uh, the he might book. be doing some book. of the books. The uh, main book. But it's who's doing? I missed the issue with three of that. Damn it! I missed two issues. War of the Realms. The cover what? artist is not doing the internal panels, right? Um, probably not. It's yeah, probably not. Arthur oh. Adams. I think that's who, oh. Arthur Adams is doing the covers, but I don't know who's doing the inside inside panels. Anyway, um, I I was curious what everybody thinks about somebody like Conan. Speaking of the dichotomy between Savage Sword of Conan and Conan the Barbarian, with Conan being immersed and brought into the Marvel universe with with the Savage Avengers, how do you feel he will translate from a world of hyper violence into more of a not that Marvel can't get well, gritty in its own. Here's the but. thing. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that Jason Aaron is, is getting to do all the violent stuff he couldn't do in Thor. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you can make Thor, you know, action-y, but you can't make him, like, super violent. <coughs> but that's what we're getting. He's, he's coming to play. So now he's, yeah. he's getting to do yeah. it here. So, and, it, and, and obviously, I think uh, Jerry Dugan's Savage is, is more violent, which is crazy, because oh, yeah. Aaron's version is very violent as well. Yeah. So, if he's doing Savage Avengers, like, I think that's going to be an issue with him. I think he's going to, like, the first thing he tears apart, they're going to be like, whoa, whoa, bro, 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 bro. We don't like we don't like tear people's arms off and beat them to death with it, and then beat their friend with their other hand. And Savage Avengers, know. I don't think there's a person that's going to say I that. Read on the that team, yeah. So is it? I don't know. There's, I don't think so. There's no one on the team is going to say that. You got Punisher, Venom, Electro, Wolverine, Hercules. Wolverine, Hercules, like, one? No, not on this one. Oh, Wolverine versus Punisher or Wolverine versus Conan in the first issue is pretty great. It's though. great. Yeah, yeah. Conan. I mean, not to ruin it for you. I, you just ruined it. Arms. Basically, basically, Conan is fighting a bunch of members of the Hand because the whole premise of Savage Avengers. And really, we shouldn't be talking about this because one of us might nominate this. But whatever, it fits the, hand in hand. Do you, so. th- without saying anything, do you think that Savage Avengers and their the the, the the hocus pocus voodoo blood soup they're making in there is any all related to this witch, witch and this thing? Mm, I mean, I guess it could be, but they mention a different name for the. Basically, the thing they're trying to resurrect is essentially a Lovecraftian god. That's yes. mm-hmm. that's essentially what they're doing because the Marvel hey, universe Lovecraft came back into this. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, Marvel right. universe has some Lovecraftian gods from older issues. Uh, actually, it has some that are li- the literal names uh, that Lovecraft used, if I remember right. I just 
I don't remember which one specifically. Potter and I, um, our Potter and my uh, Lovecraft thing is really awesome. I really wish the world would see it someday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Savage Avengers, uh, you got you've got Conan fighting the hand right off the bat, and then Wolverine comes in and kills the last guy. Then he and Conan fight, and Conan thinks he's killed Wolverine. Well, of course not, because he has a healing factor. So. It's you got to read it. Just just make the time to read it after this. No, no. It's here's the so problem. Good. Here's the problem. My pull is so big right now, which is is not the greatest thing. That I'm buying like fifteen to sixteen books on average a week. So I'm so behind on reading them. Like I have six stacks in there. I'm six weeks behind. Like Holy the stuff crap. I'm reading now is like that's why it's it's just that's I so haven't much. I haven't been able to catch up. Even though we've been off on hiatus on our from our show. Potter and I, it, the last week and a half, like, it seems like I haven't had time to do anything. And no. which sucks, because I want to read comics so bad. <coughs> and today I started reading, and I was reading Halo, and then I started spring cleaning, because I just really needed to clean up my place. But, What'd don't worry, my friend, I'll get to it. What did you think yeah. of Halo Jones? Yeah, that's a good segue. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. I don't want to spoil well, any more what so. I think of going, what's going on with Halo, what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss it over to Alex, because he's the one who introduced that book, and I want him to, he pulled it from the long box, mm-hmm. and I want him to uh, uh, give us the, the summary, the rundown of what Halo Jones is. All right, so Halo Jones was serialized in 2000 AD. Uh, it was originally supposed to be nine uh, chapters or arcs, but it got canceled after three, because uh, Alan Moore had a... Yes. Contract dispute about owning the characters, and <laughs> then he stopped doing it. <laughs> that Those sounds like events. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alan, yeah, Alan. That Alan Moore. Oh, Alan. That, that rap scallion. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Moore writer uh, Ian Gibson, the artist. Yes, and uh-huh. it's like really nice black and white, like really like just oh, awesome light great. work. Yeah, I love so it. Great. He's so good at this black and white stuff. Yeah. Um, so basically, the first chapter it's about Halo. She lives in a, a thing called the Halo. Uh, which is uh, basically like a slum in the future. Uh, it, it basically just drops you into the world. There's a bunch of different slang and a bunch of weird stuff. It's, it's really hard to wrap your mind around yes. the first time you read it. It's this bon- time, it's bonkers. Like, it will, when you get to the second chapter, then there's like a bit of exposition that explains that world. It's yeah. really funny. It's like after you've already been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd love that though because it, you, you just have to kind of figure it out as you go. Yeah, that's that's It's like it's Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Totally it drops you in the middle. Just says go. Yeah, and so, uh, actually, I think, I'll come back to this, there is something about the way this is sort of like a classic adventure story and sort of a Star Wars mold to me, in a way. Um, I can see that. But basically, uh, after the first chapter, um, she decides she doesn't want to live that life anymore, there's like rides there all the time and stuff, so then she becomes essentially like an, almost like an airline stewardess, but on a uh, really fancy spaceship liner. Yeah. Um, which, that has a bunch of great stuff. One of my favorite things is probably the fact that the pilot, or the navigator is like a dolphin <laughs> that she talks yeah. to. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so uh, good. That makes me happy. And then uh, after that, uh, the next part, she's like, had not had that job for a while. She hasn't had any job. And so she gets recruited into the military. And then she, that's sort of split in two. One is sort of like her being in Vietnam, basically, which I feel like is maybe the least my least favorite part. Yeah. Uh, but then afterwards, there's an awesome section where uh, they're on such a dense planet that it's literally distorting time. So they're fighting in these giant suits, but like <laughs> her, she'll fight for like five minutes and then come back, and it's been like a week or more. She's been like promoted up the ranks, but even though for her, she only <laughs> fought for a couple minutes. It's awesome. It's really disorienting. <laughs> it's it's really cool. Yeah, I love that that whole last bit. Well, well, I'll tell you this right right now from what. My first impression is this. Alan Moore really badly doesn't want people to make movies and stuff on his stuff. 
Like, he makes the unfilmable. Like, I, could, <laughs> I, could, I cannot picture this in any way, shape, or form. As Although, at the same time saying that, I would love to see, like, an amazing visionary filmmaker try to make this thing. Yes, yeah. because it's, it's so bonkers. You know what it feels like to me? Like, it felt like to me, like, a cross between The Fifth Element and... There's this movie called Ice Pirates, which I don't know if you guys oh, remember. Yeah. Seen. It's an 80s movie. Oh, it's bad. That's it's a terrible review. Star Wars ripoff, but it's so fucking fun. I, love I mean, it's it's fun. No, it's, it's fun, but I mean, it's, it's bad. Fun. They get off like, a ship. Oh my god! They, I like they board a ship <laughs> through a toilet. Yeah, alien is just sitting there shitting, and he's just watching these dudes walk by, and the last guy just fucking knocks his ass out while he's on the fucking toilet. It's a ridiculous <laughs> fucking movie. Yeah, it's exactly, and that's All why right. I found this because it was just I didn't know what the hell was going on for the first like because it's it's like five page. Uh, vignettes, basically, because like yeah, because yeah, it was serialized in really short form. So yes. it's like a little thing, and there's a tease to the next next one. Yes, but it's Tone super fast. Week. It's very fast. It moves along at a, at a clip. So I'm only and for those who don't know, 2000 AD in. was exactly. was a series in which uh, Judge Dredd. I was yeah, too. Yeah, it's yeah. a British yeah. like comic yeah. magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Kind of exactly. like what, uh, what Dark Horse Presents used to do, and, and right. even Marvel, like in the old yeah. days, and and, and Detective well, Comics was a fucking anthology. Yeah, you had Marvel Spotlight, Marvel yeah. Premiere. And they had they had, you know, they had three, three or four stories in these books rather yep. than just you know. Oh, yeah. a, uh, yeah. uh, Tubway premiered that way too. Yes, just yeah. a few five page stories. Uh huh. So. Uh, Halo obviously didn't get to take off because, like you said, they got can't live. Supposed to be three, nine parts. Yeah, they got three. Only three. I do feel like so. I've read what what it was supposed to be, and I feel like they kind of do a version of it at the end of this also. So the, he kind of since the end was coming when he was writing it. Down. I think he must have known, but yeah, because like the whole her whole character is that she wants to like get out, like go explore, like basically be free, yeah. and like on her own. And so by the end of this, she sort of, like, achieves that in a version, although his real ending is pretty wild. I read that it was, like, each chapter is, like, a decade of her life, so she's going to be, like, a 90-year-old woman, uh, I think at the edge of, like, time and space, <laughs> and they could, like, live forever because time slowed down there, and it's sort of, like, a retirement place. Nice. Uh, but then beyond it, it's some, like, psychedelic, like, what's beyond time and space thing, and she decides, like, forget it, I don't want to stay here and live forever, and she just flies into, like, the unknown. That's awesome. Um, and so this end is amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was, like, well, the ultimate it. end. But, like, this one, she still sort of gets a sense of freedom and she does like fly off and basically she can do anything she wants at the end of this it feels like so yeah, yeah. Like they sort of did that anyway because it's way. the unhinging of her from responsibility essentially is whatever it's basically how it culminates so yeah I would say you definitely have that interpreted in the end in that form at least yeah yeah, yeah you're just exactly. kind of taking off and be like gear war I'm gone that, that and the, the class system too it's kind of a, you got the class system in play in the first the first little bit it's like you know these are the halo is almost like I mean they're they're Slums to the Halo, and I, I, yeah. I guess maybe I miss—I might have misread—but the Halo itself was built for less wealthy people, so that they could put them all. Yes, there. Right? It's yeah, actually—it's a complete. The person's name's Halo. Uh, I yeah. think they also live on. Is it not the Halo? I'm maybe pretty it's not sure. No, they, I, think, oh, I thought they lived else. on the Halo. Oh, no, yeah. It's not something else. Like, I, what's it called? I thought, Halo, the, I thought Halo Two because it made me think of Halo, the game. But it's called something else. Uh, I thought it was. A ha- I thought like the halo was like literally the thing that's floating around. And fucking yeah, the hoop. Like the hoop. The hoop. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. But um, yeah, because no, yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought of halo. Like that. that, that yeah. the, I thought of the ring. Even though it's, it's a circle. Ring, it's like, yeah. 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 Um. But no, I mean, like, yeah, they're they're literally. It took me a while. It's like on an asteroid or to, something too, right? Like, no, it's, it's floating off off of Manhattan in the water. Yeah, I it's think. in the Atlantic. Oh, it's yeah. Okay, so it's on Earth. And then like, um, it took me a while, but like. Basically, I believe also their those cards they have 
they're basically provided everything. Like they are on government assistance. It's like yes. that sort of like projects welfare slum. Oh, so it's like yeah. a Wally spaceship where they just they're getting fat and they're getting their own little fucking yeah. jets. Except for like it's slums. dystopian. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. It's like yeah. the exact opposite. Except no one has chairs. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Ah! yeah. 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 So well, she's pretty shapely. So she stays. She stays in shape. Uh, I didn't know she was blonde because I haven't seen. The, oh yeah, she was yeah. Here. Yeah, but um, that's a benefit of the. Color. I like the way this balances though a tone of like a lot of really dark stuff happens in this book, but it also always has like humor, even with like in the first one, like the nonviolent well, weapons they have, the oh, yeah. the like thing that makes people puke, and like the Zen aids, where like it just makes the person experience a sense of Zen and like yeah, oh, it's so such a funny like good weapon idea. I don't know. I yeah. love that. I yeah. wish. I kind of wish we had those in our life right now you know <laughs> right totally. well, well if you can induce that no one's going to like to weaponize that takes a, a I think a, uh, an amount of mercy you don't see typically in, in, in that's warfare fair. today that's, that's a fair point like yeah. I think you have to be beyond like I don't really want to hurt this person like right now we're still at the fuck it point when we're droning the fuck out of people from the air so I liked uh, what, year did, what year did this come out it's I think 86? it was in the 80s yeah I was 86 86 86 there you go Rebellion AS I like the uh, actually no the copyright 84 and 86 what's the group of the, yeah. the guys that are wandering around that they're they're afraid of in the very beginning and then they're like hey we liked your music oh the uh, drummers the drummers yeah it is the drummers don't yeah, they have like some shit installed in their ears so they're always hearing the the, brrr, or the, the, the drums or whatever yeah they hear the beat uh-huh. because yeah, they have like an implant in their brain yeah, yeah. that's what it was yeah totally he's working yeah. to a different drummer now yeah, it's, it's so that's the band. It's just all drumming. No, 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 no. I mean, I remember as I saw that. I said, "Oh, I like it. he's joining the drummer, drummers now." I was like, "Oh, cool." No, it's it's like a cult, a cult essentially. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah they're sort of like giving up. It seems like which, some degree of like free will or something. Which, like, which I didn't like get. Mindless. Which what was the benefit of having the beat? That's what I couldn't. What was I think it was like a sense of like safety and like community because you're sort of like not. You sort of have like become less of like an individual person, and you've like because you've conformed to the group. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. Because okay. everyone's following the same beat to the same drum. Okay. Exactly. And so I, she was like afraid, right? She was always afraid of everything. Yeah. Her, her friend, and so that's why she finds like comfort in this okay. thing. That yeah. makes sense. Because I, I was trying to figure like what I was like. Well, I get it, but what are you guys getting at? But yeah, I guess the community aspect of it. Because I was like, that's what I was trying to figure out, like what was the benefit of having the the drum in the head the entire time? But I guess. I, 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 I got the metaphor, but I, or not the metaphor, but the, the representation. But I was looking for more, I guess, suppose beyond that. But um, just a weird future cult. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I was gonna say, because they they almost had like a little bit of the. Nah, I was gonna say I kind of compare them to the, the the Dark Knight Returns. Not the that was the mutants, the dudes with the glasses, but it wasn't like them. I, like, oh, was, like the mutant gang, yeah, whatever. It wasn't the same thing. Yeah. Like at least as far as like informed, but they weren't obviously that that. Didn't seem that violent or anything. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Mindless in a way. Yeah, it wasn't the same like we're gonna beat up this guy. Might mix right. Definitely wasn't that 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 track. But I did think that it was interesting that they, especially somewhere like 2000 AD, which is known for like Judge Dredd, kind of like get behind me, like would put a a, well, I guess again Alan Moore, but puts a young female as the lead hero, and then does the Star Wars trope where you kind of, I think this atones to a lot of the. It allows itself to have a lot of this more serious subject material because you are taking the perspective of an every woman. And yes. because of that, it's yep. just like what she's trying to do on a daily basis. And a lot of what you find from these chapters is she's just trying to get by. Like, the first thing is like, oh, I gotta go shopping. And then fucking shit gets crazy, comes back home. And can, her dog loves her. Yeah, that, like, weaponized dog. Oh, yeah, so also, yeah. there's a robot dog who's a security dog for her friend at the beginning. Who is, like, is, yeah, it, might dog, be an inspiration for Brian on Family Guy. Too. I'm not sure as far as the way it's going. Because he's putting... <laughs> like, that, that's the part where I was Why wondering... Why was wondering about the... Sorry, keep going. Sorry. No, Toby. Is Toby yeah, his name? Toby, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Was it romantic? 
Well, I think he is infatuated with Halo, and that's why he does what he does. Right. In the first at the end of the first issue, yeah, and it comes around as a twist in the second chapter. Yeah, I, 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 pretty, I like really blindsided me the first time. I was like, "Are you fucking?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally, it's horrifying. Because especially what, that, that's funny you mentioned that because for a callback, literally you jump an entire freaking space and time for her, and then all of a sudden, oh, that thing that just kind of we never buttoned up at the end of the first one. Hey, guess what? Spoilers, but yeah, it's spoiler, spoiler. the freaking dog. So yeah. okay, yeah, I don't know. I was well, just I was, I was going to ask. She mentioned the animal and the and the you know the maybe the inspiration for Brian. I doubt if uh, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane has read this book, but <laughs> yeah. she was, she was but I will say this. Right. But I, I will say this though: the dolphin being the navigator. Yes, wasn't that what the dolphin did in Sequest? That's in like a bunch uh, of like seventies sci-fi stuff too. Uh, yes, I think like sentient dolphins. Yeah, I yes, mean, no, he wasn't really a navigator. They just sent, he was just an intelligent dolphin, and they attached that gear to him to his head. Oh my god! I love and that. Uh, <laughs> Sequest is so it, amazing. I love it's Star okay. Trek Underwater. The, the, first, <laughs> the first one and a half seasons of Sequest are great. Second season ending is a little rocky. Well, the, and the third one is is just I eh, I didn't start players. watching it until midway through the second. So I didn't even know the good stuff. I just do all the crazy stuff. I oh, man. love the crazy stuff. I was like, this show is amazing. The crazy <laughs> stuff. They get, anyway, I've never actually. I don't want to get sidetracked on that. We can we can talk but, about sequence anyway. on another pod, but because <laughs> I, I love sequence. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. go ahead. A valid question. No, no, no. <laughs> but um, but no. The, <laughs> Sorry, the the dolphin the dolphin was essentially sent out as, as like a scout or a probe on Sequest mm, to check stuff know. out underwater where where the the big vehicle couldn't get. You yeah. know, so kind of like, kind of like the dolphins in Life of Zisu in uh, Life Aquatic with um, oh, the Wesley Anderson movie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. God, I love that film. So yep. I do too. Wes Anderson, that'd be a whole different pod. Uh, so what? I could definitely do a pod on every one of his movies. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, so yes. back to Halo. Oh, uh, <laughs> on what you were saying, John, about yeah. uh, how she's the every woman. That yeah. is something I like about. This is sort of like unusual, I think, for this style of science fiction. And it is sort of like Star Wars, right? She's yearning to go out. There's like a death that sort of frees her from her place. Right. She goes out, but there's no like giant threat or like thing that she's overcoming or like giant evil that she's fighting. Yeah. It's just like a person like living in this future, just living her life. And I think that's a sort of fascinating twist on like that sort of it's like not quite a hero's journey because it's just an everyday person's journey in this context. Which is great because if you want they do build up to a war there in the third chapter, which kind of only existed in the background of the first two a little bit. And I think that's funny that as she does strive for that, they play with the trope, but then they still avoid it entirely because at the very end of it she's like nah fuck your war and just kind of yeah. like takes and off in the war she's just a, yeah. just a pawn in the war she's not yeah. really you know it's not super meaningful to her or her <coughs> actions aren't necessarily even that meaningful in the context of the war it's yeah. really interesting yeah so it, it yeah, yeah. Supposedly. she's not free in the war basically yeah, yeah. yeah totally. well, she, well she's not free the entire time Right, and I think that's what it shows. Like, even though she's still likable and she's still this person, like it's just like you said, she's just throwing off one set of shackles onto another to escape Earth. She then has to become this the stewardess on this 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 airline. So, like, and then to make ends meet in the third chapter, she's doing helping the war effort, and of course, that's doing. Well, anyway, long story short, Alan Moore. Alan Moore has been a crotchety, grumpy old man since he was in his 30s. Since his Swamp Thing years. <laughs> so he's, he's been this fucking asshole for so long, and he owns it, which is which is why I respect him. And But he his imagination fascinates me. Mm. Like, he is everything oh, yeah. he's ever written that I've read so far, because I haven't read everything. Top 10, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Watchmen, Swamp Thing, which I think is fucking art. It's, like he's it's just extremely he's much so good. Yeah. Yeah. He's so fucking he's such a good writer and it's 
His yeah, and Halo is. I can't wait because you got me really excited about it. Like talking about all the things you did because I was lost. I'm still in the first fifty pages. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I might have to start over again. Well, it'll, it, it honestly becomes I way more thing clear about, as you go forward. That's the thing is because I, I saw the thing about the drummers. I think I just read it recently, and I didn't know what I didn't know what they were talking about. Like I was like, wait, what is this drummers thing? He joined the drummers. I think was the only line I read, mm. but I didn't, it didn't really say what that meant. Yeah, so, drum line comes around the corner. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I thought it was a big like, exposition really drop at the beginning of the second chapter that explains a lot of the stuff that's confusing okay. in the first one. Because then this is the first time I've reread this, and then I like. The first time I was confused, also, and then this time okay. I was like, "Oh, I like because I understand I'm, from the get go like everything that's happening in this book this time around because it all like has a internal like logic and consistency." But yeah, you have to like acclimate to it. Yeah, all the yeah. slang it just throws everything at you at once. It I mean, definitely helps really reading close. it more than once to kind of go through it and, and just analyze everything, especially when you go through multiple chapters and then come back to it because it's. I'm really close to book two. I'm only like three or four pages from book two. So I'm probably on the last story. The the one thing one. I noticed too about the slang and the, the lingo it's Slappy. It's Sorry, uh yeah. It's so good. It's yeah. uh I don't think this is slappy to be here right now. I think that was like the line I was like it that's didn't, good slappy or are we talking about? Yeah. Um I guess it didn't throw me as much at first be, uh, or right off the bat because I was like, oh this this sounds like it's probably rooted in some other British slang word or something like that. Yeah. Mm. So I think I acclimated that way because I, I watch a lot of BBC, you know, Doctor Who and she, um, Sherlock and just a ton of ton of stuff. Um, and it's it, yeah, it sounds like a lot of their their slang terms, which would make sense because Alan Moore is yeah. is from you, you know a Brit. You know, another comparison yeah. I can bring to this not really a comparison, but the the way I felt. Jumping into this was the way I felt when I got, when you gave me Cowboy Bebop. Nice. Like I didn't the first couple episodes, I didn't know what what the fuck is going yeah. on. Like this world is like it's recognizable but out there at the same time. Like yeah. I didn't know, like I didn't I still didn't I still took me forever to figure out if that was a girl or a boy, the kid that hangs out with them. <laughs> Edward. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> exactly. It's a girl, right? It's a girl. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's a girl. Yeah, it's a girl. Okay. Because uh, Faye has a line like, "You're a girl." Yeah. At, at the end of one episode. And, yeah. And, that's what that. Yeah. You know, Ed giggles. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. But I'm, I want to. I want to. And I'm not going to borrow it from you again, Potter, because I, I held it for too long last time. Yeah, but I, I want to watch it again because there's a TV too. show. It is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. There we go. So anyway, rewatch this one of my favorite shows, and you get way more the second time. Okay. Good. I'm glad to watch. I'm going to watch it again for sure. I'm excited. Every time I watch it, I'm like. That's, anymore, which but that's is perfect for me. It's like it's like ah, why didn't they keep going? And it's like ah, they didn't need so, to keep going because it's so ah, exactly. it's just like ah, a perfectly just keep going back in circles. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So have you seen it too, John? What? Cowboy Bebop? No, I haven't seen all okay, of it. I've seen an episode here and there, but I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing. I, I, I like the movie you, a lot. I need to. I, I thought <laughs> the movie was it's, fantastic. Uh, it's one of those things I've been meaning to. I just never get around to it. Well, so. I, I get it. Let me say yeah. this to segue it back into Halo. If they pull this show off, the Cowboy Bebop show they're making. Uh, I don't know. I'm already I'm already pissed off about one thing I can say in a second. No, yeah, I want to hear it. I want to hear <laughs> yeah, it. I'm but I'm just saying, if they pull it off, they could probably pull off Halo. But it'd be... It'd be... It'd Because be, it's just one of those things... I'm not saying that the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But somebody out there can do it. Because I... Watching Cowboy Bebop, I cannot imagine this. Even though I try to picture Keanu Reeves as the guy, because you told me that's who you always envisioned. <laughs> well, that's, in the 90s. he was going to be it. He, oh, he, was, he, he wanted to do it. it. I could easily see Keanu, but I kept seeing Johnny Mnemonic. Every time I fucking watched that show, <laughs> I just kept thinking Johnny Mnemonic when I saw Keanu. So I was just like, dude, this is going to be really silly if they make this into a movie. But if they can pull off the TV show, I, I'm convinced they can pull off Halo someday. Um, because 
even though Alan Moore does write because he doesn't want people to film his shit, I think it's something that should be, his story should be told to the masses. Because I hope that they base Swamp Thing on the TV show on DC on his, his run. run. Yeah, that'd be cool. They yeah, probably they, won't. They might go back to the Len Wein stuff. Oh, but, that's true. Yeah, he did have the right. But they probably get to it if the show's a success. Yeah, probably. Anyway, uh, so what were you going to say about Cat Review? What are no, you upset about? The, Who's I doing want, it, by the way? Do I don't, it's Netflix that's doing it. So that's why, one, I'm already like, uh, well, wary of that. It is only three seasons, right? The first, the, the first Cat Review bought? No, it's, it's only like, like 24 20 episodes or something. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. short. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. The, the, problem, the problem I'm already having, and a lot of fans are having, is they've decided not to make Ed, or not, sorry, not Ed, Ein a corgi. Ein is not going to be a corgi for the live action. They're like, it's never, it's never explicitly said that Ein is a corgi or has to be a corgi. So they've cast some, uh, I want to say a husky or something. Don't blame the dog. It's a corgi. I mean, does that have to be stated? Like, look at that dog. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Dude, Ace totally makes sense now. So you're a corgi man and you have Ace. So what pisses me off is, one, Netflix is... As far as I know, they're working with Sunrise and Shinichiro Watanabe, who is who is the creator of, of Cowboy Bebop. Oh, that's good. Um, but Netflix has said, we're taking creative liberties on this one because it's never expressly cited that Ayn has to be a corgi. You know what? Fuck you, Netflix. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> you know what I love? Because that pisses me off. That's, that's pissing off your entire... You're, basically, you're saying, oh, we have all these Cowboy Bebop fans... Nope, fuck you guys. This show isn't for you. This is for all the other people that aren't Cowboy Bebop fans that we're going to get to watch our show because yeah. it's on Netflix. I love, I no, love, fuck I love, off. I love how like, they... God! This was more, <laughs> this was more than likely... Like dick right out of the gate. This was more something likely this, that Josh read in print, but he, he, made, he made that Netflix executive sound so snooty. Like, oh, Netflix explicitly say Those are the words you in print. Fucking like, fans, you. The thing, is, the thing is, the quote expressly said creative liberties. Sometimes creative liberties are fine, but when you as an as an executive in a movie production company, a studio, whatever, you're saying, oh, we're going to look at this source material, which is fine. There are so many corgis out there that you could cast, corgis that are trained, that look cute, that are whatever. Um, and then you say, no, we're taking creative liberties on this one because we want to cast this dog. And it's a well, husband. Maybe, maybe it'll change when Disney takes over Netflix because they will eventually. Since they took over Hulu, apparently, I just read today. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. Yeah, that's part of the, that's yeah, part of the deal. That's part of the streaming services. Cool. Well, that's yeah. part of the deal. They uh, Hulu <laughs> yeah. was owned. In the, the only thing they're not going to be able to get is Amazon because Bessos didn't give that shit out. Oh, no. Well, no, it was part of, what was it, Universal, Fox, and Disney had 30% share of Hulu, and then 10% was, like, privately owned or stocks or whatever. Only 10? I don't know. Shit, they pretty much owned it then. No, yeah, this, well, between those three conglomerates, yeah, or between those three big-ass companies, yeah. And oh, now oh the, you said three, sorry. I'm, I'm, that's all right, it was Uni- but that's why that's why Comcast was fighting tooth and nail trying to get it, because yeah. half the battle was for Hulu, who was going to get to actually have that entire streaming service. Yep. So now Disney set up all their own stuff on their own, and now they have Hulu, so... They've got a huge concept. Fuck everyone library. else, I guess. That's that's basically what it is. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, well, you can get Hulu for free with Spotify right now. That's true. Oh, that Spotify deal, premium, you get Hulu. That deal almost ended. I signed up the other day. Do it now because my email was like, last chance to sign up for free Hulu. Yeah. Well, they fucking. Exactly I, like that I've, been a, I've been a loyal <laughs> subscriber to both of those, and you know what? I, I get rewarded with the same fucking bill. Actually, my bill went up. 
So that's that's great, Mick. Oh, come join. You get it for free. But if you've been here for a few years, uh, fuck you. Keep paying. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how just it works. give me the discount for uh-huh. six months. That's all I ask. I don't ask for it to go back to nine dollars <laughs> for both forever. <laughs> that's not a sustainable business model. But give me a few months anyway. Uh, what were we talking about? Halo Jones. Uh, Halo Jones. Yes. Halo so Jones. I think we got up on I, think we said, I, think, yeah. I mean, unless anybody else has any more to say, I I just wanted to say that about the the Capital Bebop comparison, just because I like I. No, I think that's like a great dense comparison. world building. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, if, if Hulu wants to get oh, its competing him. show, if if Cowboy Bebop hmm. is, is a the huge dog success, Rudy, uh, Toby, Toby, which yeah, yeah. the Cowboy Bebop story Rudy. is strong enough that the show should be a huge success. It, it so should be. If, it should be without the Ein thing, and I'll get over it eventually. It's just why are you doing that right yeah. out the gate? Why are you doing that? You're pissing off your fan base from the get go. If Amazon like, Prime or Hulu or somebody else wants to get theirs. Halo. Yeah, Halo Jones, make it. Cool. Yeah, it would be. That cool. would be. Yeah. So, that'd be fun. I wonder. It would be such a weird thing to have a show sh- change so much through the thing. Like, like the third chapter contextually is like totally so different from the first one. It, it is. Would be, it would be quite. A, I like. It's rare. I've seen a show like change that much over its runtime. You know what I mean? The yeah. the only show that I think comes close to that right now, and it's honestly the show. And we were sort of talking about this before before we started plotting, but um, I think Barry on HBO does mm. that very well. Mm. It can be very dark and very depressing in one moment, and then you Hilarious, can find yourself, totally. yeah, exactly, laughing Plus, out loud at this dark thing or this just silly thing. It's, any, it's so wonderful. Any show that that casts Henry Winkler in a big role. Has a piece of my heart because <laughs> oh, that fun, dude man. is so versatile and so amazing. Like he's he got <coughs> typecast as the Fonz for so long, but he's finally been able to stretch you, his muscles. In you the last have few to years. watch Barry so because I he's so yeah. good in Barry. He's so I mean, because the rest of development, he was my favorite part. Like I, I, there's so many oh, things yeah. about the rest of development. He, every every time he's on screen, he's funny. Yeah. Every moment, every yeah. line, it was brilliant. But yeah. anyway, well, uh, this, and in Barry, he takes on more of a dramatic, serious tone. Yeah. I mean, he's because Barry, Barry, he's I mean, coach, we, right? we keep talking yeah. about Barry. Drop what Barry's about. It's it's an actor so, assassin. Ba- no, basically, yeah. Well, yes. Uh, Barry <laughs> Barry is. I, I don't know the show yet. Bro, he's, church, a, yeah. he's a discharged uh, war war vet. Essentially, okay. uh, got discharged for for shooting the wrong the wrong guy, shooting a civilian. Bill uh, Hader. Already, I know, right? Kind kind of, yeah. Uh, so he he starts. He comes back and um, doesn't have any family. So his, a friend of his dad's takes him in, uh, helps him out. And then they start doing assassin jobs together. And the way he pitches it to Barry is, hey, you're killing bad people. But then Barry gets disillusioned with that and uh, is supposed to, on his on his next target, I don't want to completely ruin it, I guess. Yeah, I haven't um, seen it yet. I still want to watch it, so. Yeah, yeah. basically yeah. his drop shoot and he's like a disillusioned yeah. hitman right from the start. And then he starts tailing a dude. He goes to uh, an, acting, an class. acting class, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, maybe acting's my true calling." And yeah. then that's that's the pitch, basically. Oh, that's how it goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, and shit. So then okay, it's, then that works. It's conflicting. Like there is the side of him that's an assassin still, and he's really good at that. But he really doesn't want to do that anymore. He doesn't like that side of him. Yeah. He wants to do this. So the premise that's is funny, so funny. But the show itself is actually well, it's a mix sometimes. of emotions. Really like, yeah. Yeah, and it can change on a dime. Like you can find yourself laughing, and then the next beat, you're like, "Oh fuck!" Like it's it's really well done. I have seen all those posters. I've been meaning to watch Barry. Me too. And for the longest time, I thought he was a struggling actor who's like, maybe I'll kill people to make money. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, it's the opposite. <laughs> and and it's, it's so fun. It's satirical in a sense where it's it's a very a very real look at the way things run in Hollywood, right. in a sense, and kind mm-hmm. of the dark behind the scenes things that happen so it's 
it's really well done. I can't I can't speak highly enough. So it's probably my favorite show on TV right now. Yeah, it's always, I always it's love I always love when the when the seedy side of Hollywood is kind of exposed. Like if you guys have ever read that uh, was Adventures in the Sin Trade, the uh, William Goldman, the guy who wrote Princess Bride. Not to get too deep into it, but it's an amazing book. And all of us since we work in Hollywood, you should read. I'm pretty sure it's Adventures in the Sin Trade. But yeah, it's it's William Goldman's behind the scene look at Hollywood, and it's. Interesting. Huh. One of the most amazing reads I've ever had, read. Like, it's so good. And I, he's one of my favorite writers, because Princess Bride is one of the greatest movies ever. Oh, he's written so oh, many yeah. other things, but oh, yeah. that script is great. So, speaking of amazing reads, if you haven't, check out Halo Jones. Yeah, check Halo out Jones Savage Sword of Conan, or yeah. Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Barbarian. Or, or Savage Avengers. Any yeah. of those three, or, well, four, I guess, technically. Four titles. Yeah. So uh, visit your local shop, your local shop, local comic shop. Yeah, definitely right. support local. Buy local. You know, Coming up in a, in a future episode, we'll be talking uh, the new uh, DC comic Naomi, uh, written by Mike, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, I think it probably we're gonna we're gonna talk about it on this pod, but it's probably best since it's not out there on digital to wait until it's in trade, because I just found out that my first issue sold for 130 bucks on. Ebay, so what? it's that comic's doing really well, and it's and it's DC's new Wonder Comics line, which is that Wonder Twins. It's aimed at teenagers. It's basically yeah. their CW. In yeah, form. that's a good comparison. It's, uh, it's Naomi. It's Wonder Twins, which is also very good, written by uh, Bill Russell. Uh, oh, nice. He's kind of an interesting writer. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's very very good. Uh, and uh, um, what's the other one? Uh, Dial H for Hero, but I haven't read that one. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> that's but, a that's a play on dial in for murder back in the day where you yep. you get random powers yeah. and shit. So that's yeah. that's actually if done right, that's like Twilight Zone with superpowers. So I'm down with that. Okay, cool. I should I, I should check that one out because that one's actually easy to find. The Wonder Twins and and Naomi are selling really well. Uh, but um, and the other thing we're going to talk about, we've all been watching, and just a small tease, the Umbrella Academy, which I think is fantastic. Right? Yeah. Whoever mentioned that, to, kudos. Thank yeah, you, thanks, John Hudson. John. That show was. Whew. I want to read the comic though too. I got to go find the right. comic. It's the, not really that. But I heard it's pretty different. I the, think. Uh, yeah, the comic does. Differ I'm going to finish the bit. show first. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then read the comic because I don't because I've already started the show and, and it's and it's the first thing. It, it's it's basically I can't even I don't know how to describe it like X Men crossed with uh, uh, like it's, it's, Oliver Twist. Like it's fucking like it's like X Men meets Watchmen is basically what it is. That's why I told there we go. Yeah. That's X-Men a better Watchmen comparison. Like yeah. literally, it's like you've got this team of this family of superheroes that are raised together. Uh, for one reason or another, they, they all come together and are born under this one huge event that puts 47, quote-unquote, special, maybe-powered individuals yeah. into the world. Uh, 47 women sp- just become pregnant and have babies that moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. out of yes. nowhere. Out which, of nowhere, yeah. Which is really weird. And then, of course, that, one of the big differences in the actual show versus the, the original novel, at least the first collection of it, is the ending and how it goes. Mm-hmm. Now, going back and reading the, the novel after the, 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 the show came out, I see why the show chose to do what it did, but it does seem very contrived in the interest of giving a much quicker and much more digestible (laughs) viewing experience from the TV show. It seemed very much like... The the thing I'll compare it to, not to keep going back to Watchmen over here, but was the way that the Watchmen ended in the movie versus in the, the... the comic books, where they, yeah. it was much more okay. convoluted and crazy and shit in the comics, but for the movie, like, oh, it's Doctor Manhattan attacking everyone, ah! Yeah. So instead of like making this fake, like we capture the best artists, the best sound designers, the best things <laughs> to make this monster drop on New York, making everyone think aliens are there. Like he went to the fucking nines, and of course, Alan Moore's going to think of that crazy ass shit all, all oh, the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, all you had yeah. to do was convince people Doctor Manhattan is fucking the boogeyman, and then boom, you got your. Because he was probably thinking when he was writing it, he was like, he was like, okay, this is all filmable shit. This is all filmable. <laughs> no, fuck that. 
And then the Lovecraftian squid drops on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They changed it. Yeah, right. Nah. And then a Lovecraftian squid drops on the floor. We're still gonna do it. Yes, so, we're just so, not gonna do that. So that's that's how I would kind of kind of compare it. At least from I, what I, I saw. Just, I I'm just just really quick. I just love the style of the show, like the, the way they do the music, the way it's shot. Oh like, yeah, yeah. The actors are really well cast. And at first I at first I was like, this is I can't remember what to think about this. The first like 30 minutes or so, and then I, I was so into it. The second half of the first episode, I was like, oh my god, this is so good. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you the moment it won me over was that first episode when they're all reunited in the house because it's, there's a funeral. And uh, they're all dancing, and you see them all dancing at the same time. To oh, yeah. uh, what was it? I think we're alone now, or something like that. So, oh that's, yeah, that's the first time we're getting like way into it now. But that's the first oh, time I was like, this show kind of has Wes Anderson vibes. That, and yeah. that's, for me, that's, that's like, like the like, yeah, yeah, right? Oh yeah. As soon, yeah. As soon as that, <laughs> keep going. What's the, <laughs> yeah. what's the big dude's name? Uh, uh, no. Uh, it wasn't that's, cl- that's a drug addict's name. What's the? Uh, it was um, uh, astronaut. They ha- yeah. Oh oh, the, I thought you were talking about the, the big no, dude. No, big rest of the guy. Because the, yeah. when, when they're doing, that, I think we're alone now. I love his dancing. Like I love. He just starts. Oh like, yeah, he starts good. moving like it's just like it's so perfect. And then when you find out why he's dancing like that, it's even better. So I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, which is actually another thing that kind of differs in the comic. And I'll, when we watch it, I'll, I'll go over that a little bit more too. Okay, cool. All right. Well, uh, Umbrella Academy is going to be fun to talk about. I, I bet you we can get a whole. I bet you we can get a whole pod on it. Most likely, so yeah, that might have long. to be a special pod. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it's doing it perfect. Ten episodes. I think that's the way these comic shows should go. Yeah. Like as much as I enjoy the CW shows, I'm fucking slogging through these 24 episodes. I'm just like Jesus Christ. It's too long. It's I love these shows, but I'm like, okay, there's like 10 filler episodes. There's only so much drama I can take yeah. in one day. But can we just get to the, the stakes. In the spirit of us yeah. all working in Hollywood, though, as well, like you know, good for yeah, many episodes. You no, get. it's great. Keep it's it great. Yeah, yeah. work. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so that was this show that was uh, uh, off the rack. Uh, I am Daniel Villalobos. I'm Hudson Smith Prime. I'm Joshua Potter. I'm Alex Wills. We'll see you next time at the rack.